Hey guys, and welcome back to the Pennies to Pounds podcast with your host Kia. And this is the podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon, and rectify your own personal problems. Happy Monday, as always. Now, I'm really, really excited for this episode because we are going to be talking about the process from beginning to end of buying your first home. This episode is, however, a special one as it is sponsored by Virgin Money. So just so you know, the information given in this podcast is not financial advice whatsoever or mortgage recommendations. So please do remember that your home may be at risk if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. And if you're unsure about anything, please seek the help of an independent financial advisor. I have the amazing Phil from the Red Team at Virgin Money joining me for this episode. How are you, Phil? Hi, Kia. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, but I'm even better now we're doing this episode. I'm super excited. So let's get straight into it. We all know that it's important that you first must consider your personal needs when it comes to actually buying a home and actually starting that journey. So it's really good to kind of picture where do you want to live? What does it look like? Does it have a garden, garages, how many bedrooms, all of that. So you must actually start setting out the must-haves of your dream home because this is really, really important and it helps you to give you an idea as to the costs that may be involved. But I'm running away with things. So what checks do we actually need to do, Phil, when it actually comes to figuring out how much money you will need? You're absolutely right, Kia. It's important that you understand how much you actually afford to spend. I mean, you don't really want to have to live on beans on toast forever and a day to be able to afford a property. I mean, that is unless you're very fortunate and you don't need to take out a mortgage to be able to buy your first home. If you're doing that, you need to be able to work out, are you purchasing a property by yourself or with someone else? A big factor in how mortgages have worked out is if you know, what your your salary is, what if you're buying together, if you're buying with somebody else. Um, if you are buying with somebody else, it's likely that you'll be able to qualify for a larger mortgage. If you've got a joint salary, both of those goes towards what you can actually afford um, versus just your own salary if it was just buying on your own. Secondly, it's important to understand how much you've saved and how much you're putting away each month. Consider how much more you could save each month and that helps to create a realistic picture of how much you'll be able to put away. Thinking about how much you can save within a certain timeline can help you estimate whether you can be able to move, when you can make the move, and what sort of property you'll be able to afford. Lastly, of course, it's about working out a reasonable timeline for your property purchase. It's highly unlikely you'll be able to purchase a property in six months' time if you've got no savings at all set aside. Um, Work out a timeline that works for you but doesn't put a strain on your pocket. No, and I think you made some really good points there, Phil, especially the whole beans and toast thing. I mean, don't know about anyone else listening. I would prefer not to have to eat beans and toast despite living in a nice home. So just to kind of recap some of the main points that you mentioned. So it's really important to kind of put together a timeline, a realistic timeline of how long it's actually going to take you to save up that money. And it's also really good to kind of have an idea of how much you can afford by actually looking at your salary. So if you are a single applicant, you're applying by yourself, figuring out how much you can afford on a solo salary, or if you're buying with someone else, then combining the two salaries together. That is absolutely amazing. But right, Phil, we've understood the checks that we need to do before we start this process. So now we're actually moving to arguably probably the most important part of this process, and that is actually saving. So, Phil, how on earth do we go about working out how much we should put away? Of course, savings determine what property you can afford to buy in what time frame. And the best way to do it is to work backwards. Based on the current products that are out there in the market, you should be looking to save up to at least 10% of your property price as your deposit amount. But it varies depending on the mortgage product you choose. If the property you're looking to purchase costs £200,000, of course, as an example, that means you need a deposit of £20,000. And apart from that, it's important to also save up for other funds to cover any legal fees and land tax. 
For example, it's common in Scotland to need to consider saving up extra cash to offer on top of the asking price. From that point, you can work out how much you're going to need to put away. Let's say you're looking to put away £500 a month towards your property purchase. Making an assumption that you've got no prior savings, if you just do the maths, it's not hard to work out that it'll take just over three years to get to your goal saving amount. Now, we'll recognize all of that can be a bit confusing and daunting. So to help it, that's why we've created the Virgin Money Home Buying Coach app. This guides you through the journey of buying your first home, covers every stage of the home buying journey with a simple checklist and includes powerful tools, which can help you work out what you can afford, what you need to save, what you need to save for, and of course, your buy-in timescales. You can download the app via the link in the description of the podcast. Using the app helps you create a savings plan that helps you put your house savings in motion. The Virgin Money Home Buying Coach app also helps to create a plan tailored to your needs by detailing how much you should aim to save each month to reach your goal. The app's great, gives you a breakdown of how much you need to save, not just your deposit, but also your other expenses that we often forget about. So that's things like legal fees and other costs. Now, we're going to touch on those a little bit later, of course. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Phil. And I think that's really, really important, kind of understanding that there's more to actually saving up for your house than just a deposit, but to, to round up again some of the key points that you made. So when it actually comes to figuring out how much you need to save, the general rule of thumb is to have about 10% of the property price saved up. As you mentioned, there are 5% mortgages coming back, or well, 95% mortgages, I should say, coming back to the market. But generally, look for about 10%. So as you mentioned, if the property price is £200,000, about £20,000 is how much you should be looking for. That's about 10% deposit. And it's really, really good to kind of keep in mind the different legal fees and all these things that people don't even think about, like moving costs, all these things. But as you mentioned, we'll touch on it a bit further on. Right. I'm envisioning we're on this journey, Phil. So now we've moved along on this journey and we're at the point where we've saved up the money that we need. Okay. But at this point, it's also worthwhile to remember that you need to make sure that your credit ready when it comes to actually apply for mortgages so there's loads of helpful tips and guidance on how to actually achieve this in the app that phil just mentioned the home buying coach app so once you're confident and once you're credit ready phil how do we go about finding a mortgage and what exactly is a mortgage in principle yeah Kia, you mentioned about getting credit ready credit's important because um you know it's what signifies how much you'd be able to borrow um if you have a look at the Virgin Money Home Buying Coach application um, on the App Store, um, it's got a whole section about how you can improve your credit score in the articles, which is really great and a really great place to start from. Every lender is going to have some sort of criteria that you need to fulfill to be able to meet for a mortgage. Now, that could be affordability. It's also based around your credit score, your creditworthiness. All of those go together. Now, the government have also set some schemes up to help first-time buyers, things like the Help to Buy scheme and shared ownership. So it's something you might want to look into and consider if it's right for your situation. Before you apply for a mortgage and have been approved, you can apply for a mortgage in principle. Now, that's a letter from your mortgage provider which shows that you've got conditional approval for a particular mortgage. It's not essential that you have one before you go on your property hunt, but it can give you the upper hand when you begin to place offers on properties. You know, things like knowing that as a buyer you've got that it puts you that little step up when searching for a mortgage you can consult a mortgage advisor with your chosen bank for example we've got experts lined up ready to support you or you can search for mortgages yourself online and it may also be worthwhile seeking the services of a financial conduct authority regulated mortgage advisor mortgage advisors got access to a range of different mortgage products on the market and is able to help you find the best mortgages for you based on your own individual circumstances Phil, I'm so glad that you actually explained that and broke that down for us. So now we all have a better understanding on, you know, the mortgage criteria and how that works, because that can sometimes seem like a minefield, but you've really summed that, summed that up and broken it down for us. And 
also explained what a mortgage in principle is. So we need to kind of have a mortgage in principle before we actually go on our search and on our hunt for um, the property that we're looking for. Because it's, it's as you said, it's, it's almost an agreement based on all the criteria that you've given the mortgage provider. This is what you'll be able to get. And it, it's, it's not guaranteed, but it's, it's a good way to kind of have a head start when you actually go to search for property. So thank you so much for clearing it up for us and making it a lot easier to understand. Moving on now. So we're on the next step of the process. We did touch on it a bit earlier, but there are a few other costs that we've kind of mentioned a little bit that we should factor in such as having a solicitor what are the roles of these the different people at different points during this process and when i mentioned a solicitor earlier do we actually need a solicitor or can we kind of you know get rid of that cost yeah the role of conveyances and solicitors now they all uh, handle all of the conveyance and so that's the legal transfer of the property from one owner to the next um they're really important in the journey um because you know they look at things that could affect you as a buyer, you know, whether they in the future, they're going to plan putting a two lane motorway through the place where your property that you really love is going to be. Or even if there was something in the clauses that said you had to paint your house bright yellow every year. Also, when the money is transferred, they make sure that the fees, so the valuation fees, the solicitor fees, the land tax, everything goes to the right place. Now, at the moment, land tax you know, is only there if the property exceeds 500,000. That could change, so it's one to watch out for. And anything to do when finalising your offer, they make sure that the offer you get from the bank isn't going to put you in a bad position. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So what I've taken from that is we absolutely do need to have a solicitor um, and a conveyancer. Very, very important. Um, so it's really important for, for the, the various reasons that you mentioned to kind of make sure that we've set aside some money because I don't know about you, but I'd rather not have my house painted bright yellow so if, if I need to get someone in to make sure that doesn't happen, then I definitely will. So thank you so much for clearing up for us as well. Phil, so we're in the last part of our journey now. So we've gone through this whole process. You've explained everything from top and now we're, we're here. So I think it's really important to move on to some apps that can really help us actually plan out this journey of saving. And I think it's really good to touch on the Virgin Money Home Buying Coach app. I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but let's actually go into it. So how does the app work and what are some of the benefits? Yeah. So for any of your home buying needs, if you download the Virgin Money Home Buying Coach app from any app store that you've got, um, it'll give you some great guidance about the journey, your savings, and also some great articles, things like how to build up your credit score. All of those are featured in there. So again, if you need any help, that's the place to go to. No, I think that is that is so good. And I think that app is really, really useful for anyone. So if you are interested in downloading the app, the link is in this episode description. So literally click and go and click through it and go and download the app and have a look and start your savings. Thank you so much for that, Phil. I feel like this episode has been amazing. We have taken in so many gems from understanding how much you need to save knowing where you can buy and what you can afford and the different hidden fees that come with actually your home buying journey and process so this has been absolutely amazing thank you so much to phil for coming on board and thank you to virgin money for sponsoring this episode guys if you're interested in downloading the virgin money home buying coach app then please do use the link in the episode description you can click on that and it'll take you straight to the app store to download it with everyone iphone or android really really cool have a look at it but as always guys we'll be back again next week with another episode of the pennies to pounds podcast follow us on all social media keep up to date this is going to be amazing i feel like 2021 is going to be our year and we are here to help you up your finances so keep listening keep streaming and keep doing well see you next week guys